Hello, this is Audrey Mack. The Word of God says in 3 John 2, I wish above all things that you may prosper, be in good health, just as your soul prospers. So I pray that this message be a blessing to you. Go deep into your heart to work divine transformation, both in you and through you. So get ready, open your heart, and be blessed. Hello, this is Audrey Mack with Gotel Ministries. Um, I just want to share a very short message with you, but I think one that is very important, especially in the days that we live in. You know, our very first call in this life um, is not to exercise authority. It is not to heal the sick. It is not to pray. It is to worship the Lord. That is our very first and highest call. You know, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, they didn't have any devils to bind. They didn't have any sermons to preach. All they had to do is to walk with God and, and fellowship with God and worship God. But you know, when they fell is when they stopped keeping their eyes on God and see him as almighty. And when they stop knowing who God is and his goodness, his love, his power. Amen. When they forgot that, they were being deceived by the devil in thinking that God was not good and was holding something from them. And so our very first call is to worship God. I love, there is a verse in Psalm in chapter nine. It says, I will praise the Lord, O God, with all of my heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. That is the call that Adam and Eve ha had, and they forgot that. They forgot to magnify God. They forgot to keep their eyes on God, and they fell. Amen. And so um, I want us to remember that that our very first and most important call is to worship God. I love that in Psalm 100, he said, I will enter his gate with thanksgiving and I will enter his court with praise. Before we ever get in God's presence, whether it's to pray or to share a need with him or for whatever reason, our very first thing is to remember that he is God and to enter his place, his court, enter his presence with thanksgiving of all the good things that he's done for us and enter his presence with praise to magnify him. Amen. But you know, as I've been saved for 30, I think 34 years, amen, maybe even 35 and I've been in many, many churches, and I've been part of many worship, praise and worship uh, time and services. And there's something that um, is somewhat bothering me, and I know I've had a little talk with the Lord about it, but it's, it's almost like I, you know, it, it bothers me, is that a lot of time what we call praise and worship it really is not. If you look very much, I mean, didn't you notice the, the verses that I read? It's like, I will tell of all your marvelous works. 
Amen. I will rejoice in you. I will tell of all the wonderful, marvelous things that you've done. I will tell how wonderful you are. But you know, I notice a lot of what we call praise and worship. It's really not praise and worship in the in the simple uh, sense of the term. You know what praise and worship is? In the simplest definition is magnifying God, is um, telling how great, how good, how marvelous he is. Our songs and our worship should be filled with words uh, that focuses on God to tell what he's done, who he is, how great he is. We've got to magnify him because that is what your heart and your spirit wants to do is to, to magnify God. And this is really what worship, praise and worship is all about. It's about magnifying God. And in the process of all of that, when we magnify God, when we tell of how big he is, how powerful he is, how good he is, all that he has done and who he is, it's in that process that there is a inner transformation in a heart because face to the to the magnitude and the power and the goodness and faithfulness of God, that is when our problems will shrink and this is where our heart will be changed. But you know what I've noticed in a lot of what we call praise and worship today, all those songs are filled with I, me, and myself, or we. And in the, in the proper sense of the term, this is not praise and worship. If we are talking about ourselves or how, you know, insignificant we are or how in need of God I am or how little I am or how much I just want God. or And if our songs, you notice, if our songs are filled with a lot of I and me and we, then this is not really praise and worship. Now, one day I was in church and I was frustrated because my heart wanted to magnify God. My, my heart wanted to tell God how big and how awesome he is. And all we kept on singing was songs about ourselves. This is what I call horizontal songs. This is not directed to God. This is about us. You know, and, and yes, it has its place. I remember talking to the Lord about it and, and, and I was a bit frustrated and the Lord spoke to me and he said, Audrey, you know, these songs have a place, a place for devotion, a place to engage your heart. He said, but yes, you are right. This is not true worship. This is just devotion. And he said, you know, the true worship is a worship that is what I call vertical where every songs, every movement of the heart and every melody is turned to God, a bad God. And so, you know, I've noticed something and I'm going to be honest. I look and, and my heart is no deep calling unto deep. When I have those songs of devotion, I just feel like it's like, okay, here is another song about ourselves, you know. But the minute the worship team starts going vertical. And the minute the worship team starts talking about God, to God, about how great he is, how amazing he is, and just starting to magnifying him and his name and his, his nature, 
my heart immediately is engaged. Immediately my heart. And you know, oftentimes I will look around and you know, when you have what I call those horizontal songs, you can look around. You've got a few little people here and there lifting their hands. And, but the minute vertical songs, true worship is being sung. Immediately you can look around and people are starting to lift up their hands. Why? Deep calling unto deep. People want to worship God. You don't have to try to psych them up. You don't have to try. And sometimes I hear praise and worship leaders saying, oh, come on, trying to stir up people. Come on, worship God. Come on. And in my heart, I'm saying, well, why don't you give worship, praise and worship song, talking to God about God and magnifying him. And the moment they do, it's like you can look around. People immediately are engaging. They don't have to be psyched up and, 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 and trying to, to, to get them to worship. They want, people's spirit want to worship. And so I really want to encourage you. And you know, worship, it is not something you just do in church, even though it's a good place to do it. Worship and true worship is something we should do all through the day. It's cultivating a consciousness and an awareness of God, a God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that live on the inside of us and is not far from you. You don't have to look up. You, you can just look down and just all of a sudden have that awareness that God lives in me. And every time you just remind yourself, wow, God lives in me. Let it be a moment where you worship God. Thank God. Tell him how much you love him, how much you appreciate him. And you don't have to go, bless God, bless God. No, no, just bless him by giving him praise, by giving him worship, by thanking him for anything and everything he's done. You can even thank him for the sunset. Thank him for your family. Thank him for your salvation. Thank him for anything and everything you can think about. And if you do that on a regular basis, every time you are aware, you remind yourself, whoa, God is not out there somewhere. He is right there on the inside of me. I might not feel him. I might not see him, but I know he is here in me. So I'm going to take a few seconds, maybe a few minutes to thank him, to worship him, to tell how big he is. And you know, if you are facing a problem, praise and worship is a good place to go because something happened when you magnify God and you tell how big, how powerful, how awesome and how faithful he is, something happens to your problem. Your problem will shrink. I remember I was a missionary and I went to Nepal, you know, and I remember flying um, in Nepal and I, I flew, and I remember one time I had gone to the bottom, to the foot of the Mount Everest. And that mountain, which is the tallest mountain in the world, looked gigantic, looked so, uh, um, you know, intimidating. But I remember when I got in the plane to fly back to India and we saw the Mount Everest from that perspective, it looked so small. It looked so insignificant. That mountain that had once intimidated me right now looked very small. That's what will happen to your problem. When you 
truly worship God and magnify him and tell how big, powerful, awesome he is, your problem will shrink. You will see, what is my problem compared to the creator of the universe, the one who loves me, the one who has created the world? And you know what is awesome? And I discovered is the Bible in the book of Psalm says that even creation is worshiping God. It says that the stars worship him. It says that the whales and the animals of the sea worship him. It says that uh, the, the, even the stones worship him. You remember when Jesus, he said, if you, those children and those people, if they don't worship me, the stones will. And so we, we realize that God's creation is worshiping God, though we don't hear them or we don't see anything, but they are worshiping their creator. And that reminds me and brings me back, you know, to a, a, a message that I, I, I saw and heard. Um, it was a man of God named Louis Giglio, and he had a conference about how mighty, you know, how wonderful and mighty God is. And he, 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 he shared with us, Something that a research that had been done by astronomers and people who had super big um, uh, telescope to reach to the stars and they were observing all kind of different universe and stars and galaxies and they discovered that they were emitting, they were putting out a sound and they recorded the different sounds from that one galaxy, from that one star, from that one, you know, uh, 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 other galaxy. And then they also uh, uh, found out that the wells were also uh, uh, putting out a sound. And it sounded like a big moaning, a, you know, that kind of a really strong and deep sound. And that man wanted to find out. He said, I wonder that obviously the Bible says in the book of Psalms that the stars worship you, the animals and the creation worship you. But what are they saying? What are they saying? And, and so they, 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 they put out, and that man of God, you know what he did? He put out all the sounds from that one galaxy, that one star. He put it all together and he kind of, um, you know, put them on top of each other. And then he took the sound of the wells that he also had collected and put it alongside of them. And then he listened to that sound. He did a little tweaking here and there. And do you know? It was like a symphony. It was like a, it almost like you could hear the string section. You could hear the violins. You could hear, you know, maybe the percussion. Maybe you could hear, you know, the, the, some kind of a, a, a horn sound. And they were, it was like a, a, a huge symphony. And he said, wow, he had that thought of wondering what are they saying? And he, he had one of his favorite songs that was by Chris Tomlin. And he, he was like, how great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God. And he took the words and the, the, the song and he put it on top of it. And it matched perfectly. 
And the, the moral of the story is that even the stars, the galaxies, the animals, the stones, the whales sing. And what are they saying? They are magnifying God. They are worshiping God. They are declaring how great, how wonderful, how powerful, and how good he is. Don't you think that if that's what the animals and the planets are singing, this is what should come out of our heart. Not about how great we are, how needy we are, or how whatever I, me, and myself. Let, you know, the Bible said that we need to die to self. We need to crucify the self. And though we so magnify the self through our worship and our praise, no, 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 let's just Forget about ourselves and let's just worship God and sing how great he is. And you know, I love when I look at the Apostle Paul and such an awesome, mighty man of God. You remember in Acts chapter 16, in verse 25, when he had done the will of God, he was preaching the gospel in Philippi. He happened to cast a demon, the spirit of Python, out of a young woman. She got totally set free, but the master didn't like it. And they went and caused a whole uh, uh, out, outrage, uh, and, and, and they got Paul put into jail. They beat him up. His back was bleeding and they put him in the bottom of the dungeon with chains on his wrist and stocks on his feet. And you know the Bible that at midnight, it says that Paul and Silas, what did they do? They prayed and they praised God. You see, they didn't do that with the ulterior motive of, oh, you know, God is going to come and he's going to deliver us. No, no, that was far from the, from the heart. They just wanted to sing God because they wanted to remind themselves that no matter what they were going through, God was much bigger, God was much greater, and that their heart loved God more than anything else. They were really forgetting about themselves. They were forgetting about their back hurting. They were forgetting about they, they, they rest and their ankle bleeding and hurting. They just wanted to worship God and magnifying God. And you know, you know what happened. Uh, it says that all of a sudden the earth trembled and all of a sudden all the chain broke and all the doors opened. And you know what is powerful that nobody left. Why? Because that type of praise and worship just brought forth the power of God. And the spirit of God was so strong in that prison that it kept every prisoner glued to the floor. Hallelujah. Then they had a revival in the sand, all because they forgot about themselves and they chose to magnify God, to tell how great he is, no matter what they saw and felt. They worshiped him. It was vertical worship. And that's the kind of worship that invites the presence of God and the power of God. You want revival in your life? You want revival in your church? Stop doing a, what I call a horizontal devotional uh, praise and worship, but start doing a vertical worship, a worship and a praise that forgets about itself and worship God, magnify him, who he is, what he does, and how great he is. Mm. And you know, it's, this is kind of worship 
that in your life you will constantly see God's presence and God's power manifest in you and through you. Amen. For more information on Go Tell Ministry, our teaching, our itinerary, and to discover the many testimonies of those who have been touched and healed by the power of God, you may visit our website at www.gotellministry.org. And remember that Jesus came to give you life and life in abundance.